Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Of a beautiful podcast. This week I've been on a bit of a holiday in Ibiza, Spain, and now I'm back in beautiful Bella, Barcelona for the fantastic Spring IO conference. I love this show. We all love this show. The Spring team are always pleased to be here, and we're pleased to be able to finally get a chance to connect with so many others in person, albeit with some obviously necessary and pretty easy to abide precautions like masks. Either way, it's been so wonderful to be back. We kicked off the event this morning with a keynote that looked at the latest and greatest in the Spring Framework and Spring Boot, uh, as usual. This keynote kicked off with Spring Framework lead Jürgen Haller, looking at Spring Framework 6 and previewing some of the amazing things that are coming. Then uh, Spring Boot and Spring Framework engineers Stefan Nicole and Brian Clozel moved things forward, showing us the fantastic new AOT support in Spring Framework 6 and Spring Boot 3. This work, of course, will supersede this Spring native support for building Gravium native images. And then finally, Corey Brooklade and I took the stage with a focus on showing some of the stuff that helps you build better applications intended for production. We wanted to show just how easy it is to get your services out there. So that so we demonstrated uh, the Tanzu Community Edition uh, with the application toolkit uh, to create a ready-to-use end-to-end software supply chain. Tanzu Community Edition is our Kubernetes distribution. And for those of you who don't know, it's now just an extension in Docker Desktop. So you can easily get it go, get it installed uh, right from within Docker Desktop itself. You know, push button simple in every way. The demo was fun, uh, uh, but it was also really, really impressive because for our segment of the de- demo, we had 20 minutes. We created uh, a service and two different clients and then created a supply chain that took one of those applications to production through, uh, you know, through a pipeline that led to Kubernetes. The pipeline also worked on Kubernetes, uh, and we did all that in 18 minutes. People seemed to like it. I, I got a ton of tweets, and uh, people came out and were uh, were happy to have selfies and all that. And I, I just missed it. It was really good. the The whole experience, I think, was really punctuated by how cool it was to be able to get that whole Kubernetes pipeline up and running from scratch uh, in so little time. The first client that I demonstrated used Spring Boot's new GraphQL support, now in Spring Boot 2.7. Then we saw that service deployed. Then I previewed the new Spring Boot 3 support for declarative HTTP clients using interfaces. It was dope. And did I mention that Cora and I did all this in 18 minutes? Yeah, like I said, really, really amazing. Actually, what she did was even cooler. She got the whole Kubernetes pipeline working from a Google Chrome browser shell. So yeah, tell me again how complicated Kubernetes is because uh, that was amazing. It was easy, it was fast, it was productive. Point point uh, and click simple, you know? Later in the day, uh, I did my Kubernetes native Java talk to a packed auditorium. Uh, such an amazing feeling to, to be in such a big audience with so many people for the first time in so long. Thank you to everybody who came out. I really appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, I look forward to working with Cora again, this time for a joint keynote at Java Day Istanbul, uh, but this time virtually or, you know, over the internet. She and I will then do another person, uh, another presentation in person at Spring.io here in Barcelona. Uh, on this one, I think it's going to be a very interesting one. This one's going to be on building Kubernetes operators. I want to thank also my, my uh, colleague and friend, Lee Capelli, who helped us out uh, quite a bit with this talk. Uh, to prepare and to better understand some of the concepts behind it. It's been a lot of fun working with and learning from people like Corin, like Lee, these last few days. 
I think I'm pretty lucky to work on such an amazing team. One such member of that team, of course, that I so revere, respect, and adore is the good, the great Dr. Dave Sire. Dave is one of my favorite actors, sorry, doctors, uh, along with Dr. Strange, Seuss, Supermanium, and Who. He's also a friend who's been exceedingly kind to me over the years, so I was more than overjoyed when he agreed to return to the show to talk about the latest and greatest, the new and the novel, in the spring in Kubernetes ecosystems. I learned, as usual, a metric ton, uh, and, uh, you know, I hope you do too. It's a recording is a gerund. It's a it's happening now. You know, it makes it a noun, right? The rec- oh yeah, well it is yeah the the recording, but also recording is happening. Yeah, which is weird. Recording is in pro- yeah okay whatever. Recording progressing. That's the noun and a gerund. <laughs> One of my favorite oh. ever books are the. Um... The Molesworth series. I don't know if you've ever read them. There, maybe they're a bit British humour. I don't know, but um, <laughs> sounds better. A, <laughs> they have drawings by Ronald Searle, and he draws things <laughs> like um, uh, abstract things like the gerund, and a, it's a little animal with uh, <laughs> tiny little legs and a, and horns. Or something. I don't know what it looks like, but it's really funny. <laughs> like, like that cartoon somebody had. So was it XKCD or something like somebody had a, I think it was XKCD. I could be wrong. It wouldn't surprise me if it was, they had the, somebody went for Halloween as the Dunner Kruger, Dunning Kruger effect. And I was just like, what? <laughs> How did they do that? <laughs> it was, you just have, I, I'm not even going to attempt to like convey it. <laughs> You've got to Google it. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that kind of, uh, so for people who are, are listening, you're not having a stroke. That's that's construction going on in <laughs> the good doctor's house. Construction work going on here. Yeah, not where I am, <laughs> uh, because where I am, it's the dead of night. <laughs> um, although that said, my uh, my uh, belligerent little dog might wake up and start barking because, you know, why wouldn't he? So okay, I, before we get too far down the road, who are you? What do you do? What is it you'd say you do around here? Work. Do I do? Yeah, good question. So, okay, I'm Dave. Um, I I work for VMware. I mean, it's kind of hard to place me sometimes these days. I'm still on the spring team. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing a lot of sort of inter-team communication stuff, like watching what everybody's doing, trying to learn about the overlaps between different teams in within VMware. So oh. it's it's team Tansy basically. So making sure everybody's moving in the right direction for the platform. Um, so so Tanz is always, you know, I'm still perpetually confused. I, I think of Tanz as being Heptio and Pivotal, right? And then maybe yeah. some other stuff, you know. Yeah. But uh but it's but like for example if I wanted to like deploy virtual machines that there's no office in the Tanzu division I could go to, right? That's the VMware side of the house. Is that fair? Like, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I, I get um, as confused by the boundaries as you do, probably. But um, <laughs> like- I think Tanzu is is uh, 
it's sort of a new way of doing things for VMware, right? So yeah, it is basically Heptio and Pivotal. And yeah. both of those companies had a a much more healthy relationship with open source than VMware ever did. And yeah. I think that's what makes Tanzu different, right? Because you can you can run Tanzu application platform on any Kubernetes cluster, basically. So that that sort of changes the game a little bit. You don't you don't have to buy cloud resources yeah. or virtual machines <clears throat> from some expensive provider. You can just mess around with it on your laptop. Um, so is that Tanzu Community Edition? Yeah, that's what, I think that's yeah. what they call it. <laughs> that, that they, keep, they keep changing the name of everything, but I think that's what they do. Yeah. Tons of community edition. I actually got a chance to play with that and I like it. That's kind. It's like, it feels like kind. You know, yeah, it's really yeah you can run it on kind. Uh, it, I mean, I don't think I've even tried all of the features. It's It, it does feel a bit not. overwhelming sometimes, but I recently did some. Um, I don't know, research, I suppose you call it <laughs> education on Cartographer because I I guess because I, I watched it. It's really slick. I watched the you, um, Tiki IG. Cora? Yeah, Cora's oh, great on that. Yeah, yeah, so good. So good. I mean, Cora um, Eberclade, for those of you who don't know, just find her Twitter, <laughs> watch her videos on our Twitch TV, twitch.tv, forward slash VMware Tanzu. She's on my team. Yeah. I'm very proud well, of that. She's on your team now, isn't she? Yeah, yeah lucky, poor lucky thing. You. Yeah, lucky me for sure. Yeah, like I learn a lot from her all the time. I uh, I tricked her into agreeing to co-present with me at a Java Java Day Istanbul. Oh, uh, coming up, that's gonna be like I'm I'm actually yeah. Thanks for that. I haven't I, been to no. Turkey for years. I sometimes I miss it. I think I should go again. Next, I should like to go, year. but this is this is virtual. But I should like to go oh, again. Yeah, like, for sure. Mm. Uh, I was know. thinking about Turkish breakfast the other day as I walked past mm. it. Uh, a, a smell the smell of fresh bread and mm. coffee <laughs> and good coffee and yeah oh. coffee well actually tea is more, more oh, traditional yeah. isn't it but yeah very true yeah anyway yeah so i think actually I don't, i'm not sure it was cora's episode i was watching there was another one a second oh, okay. one that was more focused on cartographer so i watched that tkig and i thought oh, i think i need to know about this so i went off and tried to learn about it and they've done a really good job. I mean, like the documentation is is really good now, and it's getting better every day. There's a lot of tutorial stuff, um, but yeah. I still found it too complicated. There was just, you know, so many things you can do with it. It's it's hard for them to explain in the sort of simplest possible yeah. terms for an idiot like me. So, um, so actually, what I did was I took your um, cloud Kubernetes native oh yeah library and made myself. A cartographer demo using that because um, ah, that's really that's slick. So cool. If anybody who doesn't know about that, check it out. It's uh, Josh's project called what is it called? Kubernetes Cloud Native, native Java. Yeah, no, Java, it's Kubernetes. Yeah. It's Kubernetes Native Java. It, it'll be great for another like nine months, and then hopefully you'll never need to worry about it again. You know, just hopefully be... we'll fold it into Spring Cloud or something. I don't yeah. see any reason why not. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's all happening as well. I mean, that's part, you know a lot of what I've been doing since you were asking <laughs> in the last twelve months has been native, you know, oh, native <clears throat> executables, building native images, that sort of thing with um, with Java. That's true. It, I mean, you you wrote the original prototype that then informed our 
I you know, did a lot of too stuff functional. That, yeah, I don't, don't think I wrote any of the code that's in there now, but <laughs> no, um, I did actually point the right point the way towards how to do some of that. Um, the results. That's amazing. Time, ahead of time complication stuff. <laughs> yeah. Complication. Yeah, it still works. Yeah, yeah, it works really well now. It's very slick. And so if you use a library no, I mean, like yours, then you can write a Kubernetes controller in Java and it, it's literally, you know, you can do something meaningful in like 100 lines of code. It's not which is quite crazy. Quite sweet. It is It is very, and by the way, that was inspired in turn by your project, right? I, I yeah, remember, I remember you had a controller yeah. and then yours was doing native already, but it was you know, before Spring Native and I yeah, manually just, configured it all, yeah. And you basically yeah. just wrote the the bridge between Automation. Spring Native and automated it. Yeah. No, it's good. It's really good. It kind of just works. So it does. I yeah. It, I I think I so I saw your example. You mm -hmm. had to custom register a your foo types, you know, the the models. Right. You know, it would. I, I'm thinking like I. Sh it would be nice to have that look at the auto configured packages and then automatically find everything in there that has API model on it. For example, the Swagger API model annotation. Uh, that'd be like an up upgrade, so that uh, way you wouldn't even have to register those yourself. So what did I have to register? The oh, the you things. The mm. the config client and uh, you know the the model types, the Swagger generated classes. No, they you, you registered those for me. I'm sure. I might have done the, um, oh, actually, no, I'll tell you what it was. No. So in my um, example, I had to make a REST call inside, yeah. the, inside the, the control loop, basically. So to decide how to up, update the Kubernetes object, I had to make a REST call to, I think the example you were thinking of was config client. That wasn't my cartographer yeah. example, but that's a REST, that's an HTTP call. And right. so the input and output of that had to be, separately declared because they weren't part of the Kubernetes API. They were actually my internal details. Oh, um, I mean, okay. in principle, I, it might be possible to do that with, with um, by looking at how a REST template is used or something like a web client inside the application. But it's actually really yeah. easy just to put that annotation on the, the POJO not that you too, use anyway, so it's not too big Not a deal. too much to ask. Yeah. I, no, I it, it, it was a bigger way. deal for the Kubernetes API objects, like the ones that you dealt with, because those are all in a library somewhere, right? They're all Kubernetes client Java. And, and they, they grow. Yeah, they, exactly. So every time they have a release, there's, <laughs> there's more platform. So yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got to like, so we, that the one little trick, and hopefully they don't break the convention, because mm -hmm. it's not like a contract, it's not like a surface area for the API or whatever. Yeah. One little trick is we just detect that annotation and it's just like, oh, okay, sweep up everything. Sweep up that, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I do like, I, so I get confused when I write controllers. I still don't quite grok. Um, you've got the generic client, generic Kubernetes client yeah. for a given type. Okay. You've got a, um, not a watcher, but a informer whatever That's you know right. yeah and lister and then you've got the actual uh api client itself and it just feels like there's five different and one of them so there's one of these things has to do with caching the data from the api and then the other one has to do with actually getting the data but you can't quite just use the api directly you still sometimes need to use the cache thing and if you want to get if you want to test if something exists like if you want to see if this type exists in the api some of them will throw an exception some will just return null it's very 
it feels like yeah. this could use a little patina of spring There's you know some abstractions might be useful i mean the, the reason oh. it's like that is because it's all just auto-generated right so it's <laughs> Literally, no, I mean, it, like, there's, oh, I know. There's, there's two halves of that Kubernetes Java client. There's like, well, I would, it's more like the iceberg. <laughs> so the, yeah. you know, 80, 90, 80, 90% of it is auto-generated and that's the ugly stuff. And then the other yeah. 10% is, is some sugar that's been sprinkled on by, you know, the, the Kubernetes Java client contributors, right. myself included. So we, you know, yeah. I've done a bit of work in there. Um, it's a good little it's project. Great. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I encourage other people to look at it and to help out because there are, you know, meaningful abstractions, syntax, sugar, whatever you want to call it, that could be added to it. And, um, uh, oh, for sure. And it's, you know, it's a, it's wide open. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's quite an interesting area because as we know, you know, Kubernetes is making its way into all enterprises and that's where Java developers live. So Right. That, that you're going to see a lot more usage of that library, I think, um, in the in the near future. And the fact that I you hope can so. do with do it with native images <laughs> is, you know, is the, the 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 icing on the cake. Basically, that's the thing that will push everybody over the edge to use it. I think. Yeah, you know, I, I think you know. that's that's perfectly said. I can't actually, if I'm honest, I think it's a thing that will make it worth doing at all for me. Yeah. Because I. The idea that I have an operator that takes more RAM than the things it's yeah, operating. It's just nuts, isn't it? Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but now, it's like, but oh, now that it's I easy, can... that, that makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah. So I, did I hear you say you were putting together a, a talk or something on um, Kubernetes Java clients? Oh, the operator. Well, I'm going to do so. I have this, you know, I have this ongoing uh, fixation with taking your code and showing it to people, <laughs> uh, you know, how to like how to write a controller, you know, and and then uh, I think doing it with the hints, that's sweet. That's like a, that you can stick the dispatch on that really talk. Nice, that's easy. Yeah. Well, I can, um, I could so recommend that you look at Cartographer as well. And if you haven't yet, because it I have. actually does quite a, a lot of, it demo. does quite a lot of the interesting grunt work that you would have had to do kind of manually anyway. Like, you know, if you want, um, if you want to create, a resource which then triggers another resource to be created, which then triggers another resource <laughs> to be created. But keeping track of all of that um, in your own custom controller is quite difficult. The cartographer basically just does that that job for yeah. you. It kind of looks after babysits resource creation, life cycle, you know, cleaning up, re removing them when their parents are removed. All of that stuff just gets done for you. So you more or less don't have to do anything. All you have to do is have a look at an existing object and often all you have to do is just return something which is informative <laughs> for the next stage so it's just like okay you told me you want that i think yeah the result should be this and then whoever needs to look at that looks at it it's very clever actually I, I'm, it, I'm it reminds me of spring it, yeah no exactly it's xml a, don't call spring. us we'll call you yeah yeah but that principle. It, and you've got these well-known interfaces to yeah. which the different components combined you know like a source provider or whatever it's called or yeah you know that's it's yeah. fantastic yeah yeah the team that's working on that is very good very clever um and i think you know ben and mark have some influence there ben hale and that's, mark fisher and so they're you yeah. know the tanzu um spring connection basically the, uh, the oh yeah members of the uh, ex-members of the spring team who are more embedded in tanzu than i am so they're they're fighting the good fight there and making sure that everybody yeah, values that kind of pattern. So um, 
dependency injection abstractions like spring um there's a lot of spring like stuff in there yeah this is and in particularly this is spring in the xml when you bound by being name reference you know like right there's no types per se but if you export a thing that looks kind of like what you need it you know that's right yeah yeah what's the word they use um I don't know. It's a uh, yeah. It's like the the, the shape of the object. Um, <laughs> if it matches, it's sort of like duct typing as well. It's yeah, um, feels very loosey goosey, but also very freeing because you can compose stuff now. Yeah, um, no, it's awesome. Um, uh, it's, it's, tooling might take a little bit of time to catch up. I find it slightly unsatisfactory <sighs> that you have to embed arbitrary things inside structured. Yeah, you know, it's it's like, templates of YAML inside of YAML. Exactly, is yeah. So that, that isn't isn't nice. But they, I think they know what the problem is, right? And they've reduced the the amount of templating and um, you know dynamic behavior to the very to the mid absolute bare minimum, and yeah. that actually helps quite a lot. And and I think the other thing to stress is what we're talking about isn't for everybody. This is for the designers to export, but the people who use the end product, they get this little tiny incantation that yeah, stands in yeah, place no, of that, that is, whole pipeline. That's, that's the problem with Tanzu. It's uh, you get tied up in the implementation details too quickly. Yeah. I mean, well, what you really care about is the end user experience, right? So I just want yeah. the CF push experience, but with more flexibility. I mean, that that's in a nutshell what we're trying to do, right? Yeah. But in order to enable that, you have like a middle layer in between developers and platform operators that are kind of um, you know able to extend the platform really quickly and really easily, and that's kind of what right. I was, that's what I was learning to do with Cartographer. So if you, it yeah, I mean like so if you're implementing Kubernetes controllers, you're basically a platform engineer, right? You're not a developer, but well, can, and, and as, a, as a Spring developer, I can do it. So you know, it's I can ha I can wear both hats. Yes. I would say you are definitely a developer. It's just not as enterprise, like you're not an application. Yeah, I mean, enterprise application developer anymore. You know, tools team, uh, utilities developer, or something. I'm yeah. somebody who makes things better for everybody else. So you can have one yeah. guy making Kubernetes operators and plugging them into the platform, and then you can have, you know, a hundred or a thousand application developers using that to make their life easier. That's that's the vision, I think, and we're getting yeah. there. Yeah, I think, I we're think at so. the point where it, it it could take off from where we are quite quickly. Um, I think so. Uh, for me, it was really a kind of a dizzying demo because I couldn't wrap my head around all the layers. But but then I got to the end of it, and there's this like, now here's how you use this, right? This one yeah. little tiny five line YAML. File. I wish they'd start <gasps> with that sometimes. <gasps> yes, exactly. <laughs> it made yeah. the difference. This is where that's we're going. What, that's the punchline. Buckle up. Yeah, uh, they, I oh. think, uh, especially through the influence of Mark and Ben, I think the the team that are producing, you know, the Tanzu application platform are really learning that trick. Basically, yeah. let's like, get to the punchline. Tell me how to yeah. use it first, and then I'll and why, I why you're it. doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're very so good, good at separating those roles as well. So, developer, platform engineer, operator. There's three different roles there. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I mean, that mirrors, I think, what we see in the enterprise a lot, right? It does, uh, yeah. And it, it's it's the weakness of everything that's gone before. So everything like Helm and, you know, um, 
Yeah. All the customize. Customize. Yeah. All those tools just that don't have clear separation of duties. And so you can't have those three personas, even if it's the same person, right? I mean, I just, I, you need to switch off from yeah. the platform when you're writing applications. And that's, right. that's what we're trying to do with Tanzu. I always thought the message. I think we're doing a pretty good job. I, uh, I was talking to Craig McClucky, who, you know, yes, people might know him as being uh, a, a person. <laughs> he's awesome he's you know kubernetes co-founder you know works on the tons of team anyway he was on the show and he was taught we were talking about how you have the brevity of something like a platform as a service and every now and then you get this one little use case that beckons for something lower level uh and then you get something you know you get that first you, you take that first swing at doing something in the lower level virtual virtualization layer and it's satisfying to get something up and working, but of course you haven't really made it production ready, but you're tempted to say, well, this wasn't actually all that much more difficult than whatever I just did with that pass. And I, and I, and I didn't sacrifice anything in terms of flexibility. And so you, the people's first instinct is to pull that abstraction down with them to the lower yeah. level. And so they get rid of the platform as a service because they figure they can just work at the same level of abstraction. And now they have the flexibility to solve all problems instead of just, you know, uh, 90% of it, you know, yeah. Um, but that. But then you get to like day two, and that something explodes. So you've got yeah. this problem where then you've got complexity. It's complex again. Yeah. 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 The tap yeah, seems so. like the best way forward. You get it's like the boot of Kubernetes. You get cons, you get config, convention over configuration, but there's a, I don't know, a programming model that gives and takes and all that stuff. You know, at the low level, if you want. And there's it. a programming model that allows, you know. Um, your organization to control your behavior in the ways that yes. they that they like to do yeah. um, which you know some people will use it for good and some people use it for evil but having that power is really important for enterprise use cases i mean that's kind of what we're looking at i mean i've i've got i've got plans man i've got plans I, okay so let's say we built a custom uh operator that immediately just kill minus nines any attempts at running PHP code, right? That would be a useful thing to deploy into the, you know, it would be like a sidecar. And anytime there's like any kind of use case, just automatically, whack, you're gone, you're out of there, you know? People, people would rejoice. You just deploy that as like a company standard. There's no meetings required. It's just enabled by default as a feature. You're welcome. You can send us the check. You yeah, know, no, that's that kind good. Of thing. I mean, I, all sorts of chaos engineering style use cases fall really oh. naturally into this because oh, you yeah, can go yeah, completely but... crazy right you can make up your own rules it doesn't somebody wants to ban php somebody else wants to ban yeah. i don't know golang yeah <laughs> just golang's okay <laughs> it's got being, generics I'm now just being facetious yeah yeah i wasn't php is <laughs> just terrible <laughs> terrible and then yeah. uh, I don't know. And have you, you, have certainly you seen... do sensible oh. things like ban all container images that weren't created with your tool chain, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right? And you know, so you know that what you've deployed is is not greasy and <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> you didn't just somebody didn't just pick it up off the floor. That's right. Yeah. Mystery meat uh, containers. That's the we one. Used to yeah. Say. I didn't want to say yeah. that, but yeah, that's. Oh, what sorry. <laughs> Such a <laughs> a tired <laughs> phrase. I found anyway. Oh. Yeah, but, um, that's what it's about. I, I. So that's a good point. That's all Tenzu. Everything we just talked about: the developer building apps, the operator um, administering the the platform based on any piece of infrastructure. 
the platform engineer that's extending the platform that the operator operates uh, in service to the applications that the application developer develops and deploys. Yeah. Uh, Making and then, it easy and, for the application developer to do the right thing. That's what we always wanted, yeah. right? We used to talk about yeah. guardrails and you know API design and stuff like that. And th there were always all these, you know, scads of uh, rules inside enterprise about what you're allowed to do and how many reviews you had to have before you could deploy anything. And, uh, you know, we're trying to basically cut that down to the bare minimum, right? So that you can just write oh, code, yeah. deploy it and be confident that it's going to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, with with a cartographer, I mean, you can you could build profiles for your apps, right? You could actually say this is a, a streaming app, this is a yeah, like a batch app, that kind of thing, right? And that yeah, that's powerful, uh, really powerful, yeah. Because different organizations have different ideas about what those you know what those yeah. application pa patterns are, right? But not too many ideas. Like even every organization wants standardization, even if only within themselves, you know? Yeah, I know. Well, just within a team, right? If you've got yeah. 40 developers working on a, a you know, customer-facing sales platform, retail platform or something, you just, you just want to have some form of uniformity, right? Something that decides, that checks that you've got the security constraints in place, that you've, you know, you haven't done anything really stupid. Um, yeah, and a platform can really help with that. That's clear, right? It's just, uh, it's just the implementation of the platform has been. Up I think in the it's air. been up in the air for a while. Yeah, I mean, Cloud Foundry was great, but it was highly the constrained. Best. Like you just with yeah. your discussion with Craig, right? Um, yeah, I love Cloud. I, I really, I, I could, I, I could get eighty percent of my stuff going with Cloud Foundry. So what I want from tap and which which they're delivering which is give me the super concise auto configured just it works perfectly for this use case you know magic incantation of yaml and you know that'll be in my prayer book and my hymn book you know i'll keep that little incantation this is my batch app just whatever that means yeah. for my organization i don't care just deploy five thousand different objects behind the scenes because that's yeah. what kubernetes is it's just an object server right yeah uh so uh, I don't want to have to define all that, just like I didn't want to have to define Spring Security's five thousand moving pieces when it was called a CG, right? Like, <laughs> like it's so much better now. It's just one little line, you know, one little at enable. Uh, so tap is like our at enable annotations, you know. Um, oh, so much better. Yeah. Kubernetes, Cloud Foundry, right? Really, it was like Ruby. It was the Ruby and Rails, right? It was if you wanted a web app babysitting a database, there was no code required. It was almost nothing in terms of writing a Rails app, right? And then similarly, if you wanted to deploy that web app babysitting in a database, Cloud Foundry would get you there, you know, one very short command line incantation later, you know? Yeah, uh, but it just, it just didn't let everybody ex express themselves in the way that they needed to sometimes. So it was great yeah. for simple use cases. It wasn't great for anything where you had to, you know, you, get, you get, ended up butting your head against the platform the whole time, right? If you wanted to. Yeah do anything complicated. So I think, you know, Kubernetes feels like a good place to start and TAP is, yeah, it's 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 very interesting in all the ways that we've just discussed. I think the, the mistake we made for a while was thinking, you know, back when we were Pivotal, was thinking that the right thing to do was just take Cloud Foundry and make it run on Kubernetes. That turned out to be not what we needed. And no. it, it took some smart people to realize that that was a mistake. And 
step back from it and actually design something different. And that's what we've got now is tap. Well, yeah, but it, but it is interesting that we realized, so you know how spring boot is still just spring at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, so you can, it's one kind of stuff. If you want to change spring boot, you can just use the stuff you learned for spring and, and it works, right? You can scale up and down linearly, right? There's no, it's not a separate component model as mm -hmm. opposed to the distinguished competition where yeah. like a servlet is not the same as a EJB, which is not the same as a whatever, right? They're, they don't know about each other mm -hmm. yet. Uh, and I think tap is that, it's with that one kind of stuff. It's all just objects and there's higher levels of abstraction, but yeah, still, but you can still get just underneath Kubernetes. It. Yeah. So if you, anything yeah. you learn from your getting started with Kubernetes course or research, you can apply yeah. at a higher level of uh, tap. Yeah. That's, that's the secret. It's not trying yeah. to hide the abstraction. Basically, it's like not trying to hide the platform, but yes. using it, using it for good, <laughs> using it YAML to solve all those the way problems. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with YAML. I know that <laughs> some people I do. do. I, I mean, oh. I wish that you know there was something that was a bit more structured and had a schema and that sort of thing. But I don't honestly. I mean, like if you can't switch on white space detection in your IDE, then you have a problem, right? You, you need to find a different way to write code. <laughs> I mean, well, and to be fair, there is JSON. That's a perfectly JSON supported, is yeah, you know, is is fine. much uglier than YAML. So <laughs> I don't know say? about that. It's to me, it's 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 it works. I can anything I can describe in YAML, I can describe in JSON, and I can it's, read out in JSON. Yeah, you can so do the I, same. Yeah, yeah. YAML is more. There's not actually a complaint. Hmm. Is it? Yeah, yeah, because you can do, you know, references and oh um, yeah, okay, embed stuff in it, and yeah, it's a, it's, it's got more language features, put it that way. People don't use them much, I suppose, to be fair, but yeah, yeah. Well, now I'm depressed. This is, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like we've come a long way, only to end up at YAML. It seems like we're uh, the least efficient way to code an object, you know. I know, but I mean, I. If, if like, like you say, we get to where we're going with tap, then I'm only ever going to have four lines of YAML, and it's all going to be the same in every app. So I don't really care. True. Yeah, it's like it's like calling a function. I don't care how complex it is to implement the function, but yeah. invoking it that that should that be should just be a one liner. Simple. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay, so what is what does Tanzu not do? I don't know. Like, what are we? What's missing? What What's the next steps for Tanzu? Do you think? And your. Uh, perspective uh top the you know um the heap the stack well i mean i think we've got all the building blocks now it's just kind of pushing them to their you know um logical conclusion i suppose just uh, having more samples and more you know more sh showing people how to do what they need to do because it is still a toolbox to a large extent yeah it's a, a well-designed and more structured toolbox than the underlying Kubernetes API, but it's still just a toolbox. So I think, you know, building yeah. some tools and selling them, I think that's what we're going to do. Um, I think it needs to be, it needs to be successful um, commercially to, to survive. Um, sure. And to do that, we also have to keep it, you know, as open and as, usable by idiots like me who you know and me 
yeah, <laughs> who just want something simple. So like, I need to be able to download some bits. I need to be able to just keep couple apply right. minus F and just use it. Um, if I can do that, then you know I think it'll be successful. Because the more people use it, the the, the more um, the more uh, dialogue we get, the more in, you know, the more the more buzz there is, the more features we get. Basically. Yeah, I just it just occurred to me. Do we have like a start that tap that I O? <laughs> um, not yet, but I can see how you might get there. I mean, all the components are pretty yeah. close to that, so you can install Cartographer pretty much in a one liner. It's not cool. Cut apply. Yeah, I mean that's where we need to get to. Yeah, um, and you know there are people working on it. Okay, Hopefully. I'm excited. Well, good. So uh, this is all. Uh, right now, as we record this, it's April of 2022, um, and uh, end of the year, we should see Spring Boot 3, which in turn builds upon Spring Framework 6. Uh, you know, how does that figure into all of this? You know, how do we connect the, that to this? Well, I mean, there's definitely a connection to native images again, right? So if you wanted to actually build... <laughs> um, smaller images uh, that start up faster and you need that for whatever reason, then um, that's a good story. And it's an, it's going to get better and better supported in Spring Boot 3. Yeah. Um, I think Spring Boot 3 is, I'm sure they've got really big plans for it. Um, you know, nice new features, but for me, it's really just the, the jump to Java 18. 18 or 17? 17. 17. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Java 17. Oh. It's a new baseline, right? I mean, yeah. probably be Java 19 by the time we get there, of course. But no, Surely. I'm just thinking about what's what's released and usable now. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the new baseline will be a big so change for a lot of people. Um, it seems like the Java community is getting used to the idea of moving a bit faster, right? Changing baselines more, more quickly. Um, I sure hope so. I've heard talk that by us doing it, it'll motivate and it makes people think yeah it makes yeah. people think that it's a good idea because it clearly is I, it's um, such a good idea I'm yeah. such a big fan it's just and it's hard i know to to upgrade libraries in apps that have been running for years and you haven't touched them so i understand the problem <laughs> and so there will yeah. always be people running you know spring 4 on java 8 even you know probably in even next year's time yeah <laughs> yeah but oh. you know that's that's only because they, you know, they feel comfortable with that, which we should be thankful for, right? Actually, that's a good point. It's we've done something right. If people are happy with their apps five years on, mm. you know, security patches get updated and all that stuff. But uh, you know, that's good. We did not bad. Uh, I call that a win. All right. Well, um, I know you've got to go. Yeah, that might be a good time to wrap. Yeah. It's up to like, you. I, 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 I want to, what's your, I don't know, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, if you want to be found, um, uh, where should people go? You know, the usual. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be using Twitter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk just took over Twitter for the people who are listening in the future. Yeah, today. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm at David underscore Sire on Twitter. I get a lot of you know, interesting community buzz there. That's that's a good place to find me. 
and follow me, whatever. Um, GitHub, I'm dsire at, at, uh, on GitHub. So if you want to look yep. at what I'm doing. Um, I always, when I'm, you know, um, whatever I'm working on, I always put it straight on GitHub just so I don't lose it. <laughs> so if you wanted to spy on me, you could just watch my Twitter, yeah. my uh, Gitter account. No, the GitHub, Gitter, GitHub. GitHub. I do. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure to your consternation, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a GitHub stalker. Because uh, there's so much good stuff there. It's like, oh, this is going to be my next talk. You know. Yeah, I often know when it's, I've done something important just because you, you comment on it and ask me questions yeah. about it. I mean, it's oh, so much good stuff there. I, I mean, I do that with all the engineers because I love, you know, our, even the even the like wasted byproducts of, of experiments are sometimes like, oh, that, that's really cool. That could be something interesting, you know? Uh, not that you have, not that anybody on the team really has a lot of those, but even those are, I think are jewels. Uh, yeah, well, you have to have, you know, try a lot of things before you find something that's worth, <laughs> worth pushing. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, all right. All right, well, I'll see yeah. you at spring one, maybe? Maybe, I don't know. I, I guess I'm planning to go, but I'm not really comfortable with flying yet. It's a yeah. few months to go, isn't it? So we'll see. I know you started oh. flying and you're, you know, um, the vulnerable, <laughs> sickly person. So maybe, and I've never had COVID. I don't want to get oh, yeah. it. So no, <laughs> maybe flying isn't the best idea. Anyway, I don't think yeah, it's the I'm... flying. It's the, it's the breathing the air part. Uh, yeah okay so i'll just, fly just, just don't Maybe, do that yeah <laughs> we could hire mark heckler i suppose he could take us everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah he's a pilot he, that guy's in the clouds he is a cloud native now that's awesome <laughs> yeah um all right doc i appreciate you thanks for Cheers. taking the time to... thanks josh yeah you have a good one bye-bye get some sleep oh yeah yeah <laughs> bye A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.